Welcome to Beyond the Resumes, a career and professional development platform designed for you, the modern global professional. My name is Jerry Wan, and I invite you to join me every day as we learn from leaders from various industries representing the entire world. They'll share with us both their worst and best advice and a book that inspires them daily. Be sure to join our newsletter at beyondtheresumes.com, follow us on social media at Beyond the Resumes, and share this with a friend, classmate, or colleague. Thank you so much for tuning in, and here now is today's guest. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Resumes. We are so happy that you are here and spending a few minutes with us daily as we share with you our best and worst advice that we've heard and hopefully helping you along with whatever journey that you might be on. Today, I am so excited to share this space with a fellow podcaster who has amassed a million downloads globally on her podcast that has celebrated Asian women across the world. And so, so excited uh, to share this space with the host of the Tao of Self-Confidence, Sheena Yap-Chan. Hi, Sheena. Hi, Jerry. How are you today? Thanks for having me here. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, You are an icon of our community. You are one of the most successful podcasters that we know. How did you get to, I guess, what made you start? And I want to talk about your show a little bit before we get into our topics. Where are you at in your podcast? How many episodes? How many folks have you featured? And When did you start? How long did it take you to get there? For sure. So I started the podcast in September of 2015. One of the biggest reasons why I started it was because, you know, back then my self-confidence wasn't the greatest and I was looking for support and there was no support that, you know, really helped Asian women. And I know Mm -hmm. there's so many Asian women out there who face these issues, especially when it comes to family obligations, society obligations. And that's why I decided to start one. You know, I figured if there isn't anyone out there doing it, I'll start it, even though I had no clue what I was doing. And I was like really scared to start it because, you know, when you start something new, you like overanalyze everything and you think the worst of everything. And another reason why I created the podcast was because of representation. You know, growing up in Canada, there was hardly any representation for me. In fact, I wanted to name myself Heather, have blonde hair and blue eyes because all I saw was white people on TV. And you know, for the longest time, I really wanted to be white and I was ashamed of being Asian. And I remember watching the first, you know, all Asian cast TV show, which was all American girl. And it was like, finally, there's someone that looks like me on TV. Right. But, you know, we still need more because after that, the next biggest thing was the Joy Luck Club, which is a great movie. And then 20 years, fast forward 20 years, you have Fresh Off the Boat, which is a great show, was a great show. And then Crazy Rich Asians. And then, you know, we're back to square one. So we really, you know, need to have that representation and not just, you know, representation, like a strong representation because, you know, society still sees Asian people through the model minority myth. They see Asian women as quiet and submissive and obedient, which is totally not the case. And, you know, when we have these model minority myths passed on to us, society sees us in a different way. They don't see Asian women in leadership roles, which is such a shame because, you know, I've interviewed over 700 Asian women. I have, you know, a total of 805 episodes on the podcast now. And, you know, these women are definitely leaders. They're definitely, you know, women who have decided to forge their own path regardless of the circumstances. So, you know, this was one of these were the biggest reasons why I did it representation and support. And, you know, as much as we love to complain about not having enough representation, I said, if I really wanted that representation, then I had to be that person to create it. So that's a little bit about the show. And, you know, it took five years to reach a million downloads, but you know, it wasn't really about when can I reach a million downloads? It's like, 
I just wanted something where I can just turn to and be like, there, the, the, there are women that look like me who've gone through what I've gone through and like succeed and thrive. And if it's possible for them, it's possible for me. It's, oh man. Um, we could probably talk for hours on, on everything yeah. that you just mentioned. Um, and I, and I will just say, I, I think what you're doing specifically and what we're trying to do here on this show is to elevate the voices that people can also resonate with, right? Because I love seeing our people represented on TV and in movies, but that's not life for many people, right? It is a fictionalized life of a very glamorous or a very, you know, set life, whether it's a movie or a TV show, but the majority of us, 99% of us aren't ever going to live that life. And so to showcase everyday Asian Americans and everyday immigrants who are still in the struggle dealing with society's expectations, but also the expectations of our family and our culture and our communities, and even the expectations that we've set, our, set on our own um, based on all of our influences, I think that is critically important. Um, and, and so, you know, again, we, we bring up the million per, uh, download number not to make that the focal point, but it is a an impact that you are creating and it is validation for the work that you're doing so continue what you're doing and and, and so excited to share this space with you so you've spoken as you mentioned 700 plus badass asian women globally um you, you do this for a living you are at the fore i guess at the at the intersection of all things just great storytelling but for you what is the worst bit of career advice you've ever heard in your life and why don't you believe that to be true so the worst career advice I ever got was when I still had a job, you know, at that time I wanted to look for another job because, you know, I wanted to make more money. That's the only reason why we look for another job. Right. And I had a male coworker who told me, why are you going to look for another job? You make more than enough as a woman. And, you know, because of that, that I actually believed it for, for 12 years, you know, I was mm -hmm. in that job for 12 years because I thought that was it. That was my cap. I couldn't do anything more or further as a woman, even worse as an Asian woman, right? Because most of most Asian women, you know, they're told to be like the dutiful wife, housewife, stay at home mom, things like that. And so, you know, it wasn't until going through like self-development and learning, you know, more about myself and what I was capable of, I realized that was just pure like crap, <laughs> you know? And I wish, you know, my present self could have told my past self like, you know, you can go out there, you know, go after that job that you want. You can make more money. Don't let being a girl stop you from doing that. And so that was actually the worst advice I had. And I want to share this story because I know there's a lot of women out there who are in the workplace and still feel like they're not enough or they don't feel worthy. And this is just a reminder to like, let you know, like you are, like you can go after the things that you want. Don't let like the, the bad advice get to you because that's just a perception of one person, one person, not not the not the truth. So right. yeah, we hear that so much. People typecast and pigeonhole us, and it's it's a more testament and a reflection of their views of the world and how they see others, much more so than the way that we should see ourselves. So one, uh, sorry you had to hear that, but two, I'm glad you heard that because now you're doing fun things on your own and and uh, writing your own legacy, which is amazing and inspirational to see. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Who who gave it to you? What were what was the circumstance, and uh, why do you why was it so impactful for you? For sure. It was actually still actually the same job. You know, I was the one thing I was always afraid was getting fired. <laughs> you know, we're Asian, right? We're always afraid of the worst things that can happen. And my boss always told me, you know, I don't know why you're so afraid of like losing a job or getting fired. Um, you know, you have to realize when one door closes, another one opens. Right. Mm. And it took me a while to realize that until I actually quit that job. <laughs> you know, I just said, okay, this chapter is closed. What's next for me? And 
I know it's scary to like quit a job and have no plans of like whatsoever, especially as an Asian person, because we're so afraid of the unknown. But you're going to have to learn to embrace it and, you know, just see things in a different way, right? You have to be like, I just quit my job. What's possible for me, right? Right. You know, if I didn't quit my job, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, live in Hawaii for six months at a time for two winters, you know, go to Asia, spend time with my grandmas in the Philippines, uh, you know, go to other places in Asia like Vietnam, Singapore, Bali, create this podcast, connect with like-minded people like Jerry and, you know, interview like over 700 Asian women. And now even, you know, writing a book, which I never thought was possible because, you know, when I moved to Canada to take English classes, because I couldn't even form a sentence in English. (laughs) That's, you know, I think just a simple, it speaks so much um, resonance to me and I'm sure to a lot of people listening. We really have been conditioned to believe in all these things. Um, just by external factors and, and even uh, close to home. But I am glad that people like you are out there sharing these stories because it matters. And unfortunately, you know, we need to see more of ourselves and hear more of ourselves um, to really make a, a deep and positive impact. You've heard great advice. You've heard bad advice. You've spoken to hundreds of people. If you were able to distill everything that you've learned and experienced Um, what is the one bit of advice that you, Sheena, would like to leave for the next generation? For me, I think it's just, you know, making that first move. I know it's really hard to do that. I mean, I still deal with it, but, you know, if you want things to change, it has to start with you. You got to have the courage, even if it scares you to just make that first move. And I know from firsthand, especially like, you know, just, you know, trying to talk to people when you have, when they've never met you, when there's no influence that you've ever had, like, just go up to them and just speak. Um, just do it, even if you get rejected, right? Because rejection is just part of it, right? It's part of life. We get a lot of no's, but it's the yes, yeses that are more important. Um, when I first started my podcast, nobody knew who I was, right? I just started it, right? And I, I started with my closest circle of friends to interview. And then slowly I built that courage, right? It, you don't have to make that big leap. Just take it step by step, right? Because you know, sometimes when we take that big leap, it really brings our confidence down. So that's why taking it, you know, bite-sized steps, daily bite-sized step, bite-sized steps will really like build that confidence. So, you know, if there's a person, like, let's say you have a podcast, if there's a person you want to interview, just send them an email. It's not the end of the world. The worst they can say is no. And if you're okay with that, just shoot it. Right. Right. I mean, you know, sometimes I, I, I get so surprised when some people, like some of the people that I can like contact say, yes, you know, I was able to, interview a you know um a, a celebrity in the philippines it's like the most followed family in the country and you know i never thought that would have ever, ever happened if i didn't make that move right. so don't be afraid to make the first move just do it right it's all about taking action that's what real confidence is it's not being the loudest or being you know like crazy it's just taking action right actions speak louder than words and if you need a little bit of confidence on your own see look around and see what other people have done what other people have built and just like we're encouraging you to reach out to other people to have on your show, maybe like reach out to us, right? Like Sheena and I both have started our platforms because we would have wished to have something like this when we were younger. And while we don't have all the time in the world and can't, you know, um, help you exactly help you build your thing, like we can share insights. And there's a lot of things that I think you can learn by just observing what we're doing and how we're pivoting through our own businesses. And, um, and so reach out if you need help. Um, nobody does anything on your own. Um, nobody's self-made. Everybody builds something great with the help and the support of an entire community of people. 
And and on the topic of lessons, what is your favorite book that you've read that is that has made the greatest impact on the way you view the world? I've, a couple of years back, I read this book called Igikai, and it's like the Japanese Japanese way of living. Um, I totally I can't really remember what what their thing was because it, it was a while back. But I remember one of the things they had was just having that balance, right? Don't overdo things. And one of the things was like eating, right? Um, mm. A lot of us we love Asians love to eat, right? And who like what and like it's 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 like because we have such amazing food, right? Where whether it's like you know Japanese food, Korean food, Chinese food, it's all delicious. But one of their things was if you're gonna eat, you don't eat till you're full. You eat till you feel when you start to feel like you're full, right? Because then you reserve your energy. You have more things to do. You can focus on other stuff. Because you know when you get too full, then you you start to fall asleep. Well, I do, <laughs> especially when you're like eating all kinds of carbs, like all Asians do: the rice, the noodles, things, the bread, things like that. So you know, just having that balance and just you know doing like just just yeah, creating that balance was something you know, I never saw because I'm like a person of extremes, right? It's either I do it full-fledged or I just don't do it, right? If I like to eat something, I like to eat a lot of it. If I like to listen to, you know, a song, I'll overplay it till I'm sick of it. Um, so, you know, I, I could be wrong too explaining the Iggy Kai because it's been a while since I read it. But I just remember that one part about, you know, eating and when you stop, like it tells you when you stop eating, you stop eating when you're feeling full, not when you're full, when you're starting to feel full. <laughs> That's a great lesson. Sheena, thank you for sharing your story with us and sharing your advice with us. Um, I encourage everybody who is listening uh, to check out the Tao of Self-Confidence. There are 800 episodes for you to go learn from, uh, but don't let that number scare you. They are, uh, just like this show, very short, bite-sized, digestible formats. And you can either look up people by who you want to have learned from or who you want to learn from. Or you can dive into it by topics or industries. And so, you know, thank you for doing that because I think, you know, we need more stories like that. You know, it's earlier you mentioned, you know, some of the TV shows and movies that have Asian characters in it. Uh, I really hope we get to a point where it's impossible to name them all, that it's impossible to name all the books that we write, all the podcasts that we create, because that's the goal. The goal is to grow the pie. The goal is to not limit ourselves by, hey, aren't there enough Asian business podcasts or Asian whatevers? or any, wherever you may be. You don't have to be Asian, right? Like, let's not limit ourselves with a scarcity mindset to say there's a slot that needs to be filled, there's a quota that needs to be met, um, but just do everything that you can to create something that you want to have left in the world. And that way, we don't have to worry about the supply problem of creating content. You can find Sheena on LinkedIn. You can find Sheena on her website. I will leave all those links for you in the show notes. Um, there will also be a link to check out her favorite book. and. Again, check her out on the Tower of Self-Confidence. Uh, kudos to you and good luck on writing your book and uh, continue making a positive impact for Asian women globally. And you know that you have a very big fan of yours here. Thanks again for your time, Sheena. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was really great. 